Here we go. Hey, Echo fam, welcome to Echo Sunday service. There is a lot happening with Echo right now as we adjust to having a new space and we wanna make sure you are staying in the loop, whether you're tuning in from home or gathering with us in person. We are officially open to the public. Whoop, whoop. If you are looking to gather in person, join us at the Castle Community Center. Echo Church is occupying the second floor 24-7 for the next year. We're gathering on the third floor for Sunday service. Parking is free, the vibe is hopping, and we can't <laughs> wait to see you. Yes, now, if you are unable to join us in person, we still want you to be a part of our amazing community. We have online hosts that will communicate with you via social media and available for any questions while watching online service. This is Tom. You may recognize him as Tana Tom. He plays many roles and one is online host. Da -da -da -da. Good job, Tom. Thank you. You're it's welcome. It's great to be here. <laughs> Please hold the applause. We are doing all we can to provide a safe, mm. excellent, fun environment for you and the whole fam on yeah. Sundays. As we transition into our new amazing space, we are looking to add to our incredible serve teams. So if you have yet to step into a serving role at Echo, join us. Email hey at wearetheecho.church to get plugged into a group of people that will encourage you, mm -hmm. celebrate with you, and do life with you. That's right. And as you can see, Echo loves community. We know and understand the best ministry happens between Sundays. At Echo, it all starts with leading or participating in a table community. These are small group gatherings that meet throughout the week, either doing a book study, an activity, or just a simple social gathering. Head to our website and sign up today. So if you call Echo Home and are looking to give today, you can do so two different ways. Head to our website below or text any amount to 84321. It is because of your continued generosity that we have been able to be generous with our community. Next week, September 27th, we are celebrating our first birthday. Yes. We launched Echo Church one year ago, and wow, what a year it has been. Mm -hmm. We are here because of you, and we want to celebrate with you. So join us. Come celebrate all God has done in this last year. Let's do it. And in the scripture, it says this, you are my cave to hide in, my cliff to climb. Be my safe leader. Be my true mountain guide. Free me from hidden traps. I want to hide in you. I've put my life in your hands. You won't drop me and you will never let me down. Amen. And God is a God who does not give up on us. God is here in this room and we give you the next 45 minutes, God. Use us and allow this time to be an expression of how much we love you and how much you show up for us, God. In your holy name, amen. The wonder of how you brought deliverance, the exodus of my heart. You found me, you freed me, held back the waters from my release. Oh,
down my life And I'm laying down my life I'm giving up control I'm never looking back Oh, I surrender all I'm living for your glory on the earth Sing that again, I'm laying down
year ago, we were right here in this room singing this song, asking God for the sake of the world, for the sake of this city to light a fire in us. And here we are, a little over one year later in the same room singing the same song, God, come light a fire in us, come light the city on fire, God, for your love for every eye to see. And so here we are, starting again with this song. So I wanna lift up this bridge again and sing this chorus, every voice that we just believe this, God, that we are here for the sake of the world. That's what brings us together. That's what calls us forward. Attitude of worship this morning. God, we just come before you humbly, before your throne. God, we just rid of ourselves this morning in this place, God, and we just ask for you to make new in our hearts, God. God, that you would make new in our in our new place, Jesus. God, I just pray right now against anxiety in Jesus' name. God, that we would be comfortable again with meeting Jesus to bring glorification and honor to your name to, together as a body, Jesus. Together as one for this city, Jesus. As one together for this world, God, that we would be a reflection of who you are in this place, God. God, to go out into our workplaces. God, to go out into the streets of Rochester and to make change, Jesus, to be the change, God, to be the change, God. God, we just seal this with the authority that you've given us in Jesus' mighty name. And together we say, amen.
so at this point, I want to welcome our online community. We are so glad that you are watching. Uh, as some of us are gathered, we understand that you are scattered. And we just want to acknowledge that you matter and that we care for you and you are a part of Echo Church. Echo Church, the ones that are gathering, can we welcome those that are watching online? I believe right now we are in a now what type of moment in our world. We had that shock and awe moment back in March when everything was canceled, everything was shut down. We were to shelter in place. That was kind of the what the what's going on type of shocking moment. And, and about 150 days later, six months later, we're sitting here and we're beginning to regather. And I believe that this is the part, a part of the process that God wants us to be a part of. But the question we need to start asking ourselves is now what? Can you help me with the now what in the house today? today. See, we've had those now what moments. I mentioned that uh, last week. Most of you were not in the, in the filming. I, I had this moment when we had our youngest daughter, Zion, was born. And I remember the, you know, just the beauty of birth and all the work that I was doing. No, no, no work at all. Uh, I was a chapstick and water boy for Christy, and she was just a hero in that moment. And when baby Zion came out, man, I was like, what is going on? But just a few days later, they let us out of the hospital. I couldn't believe it. I remember we were driving down the road and I looked at Christy, I said, now what? I mean, how do they even let us leave? I mean, really, I don't know what's going on. And so it was a now what type of moment for those that are in here that have graduated high school or college, maybe you get your master's degree or maybe your doctorate. That's a now what type of moment. I think of 9-11 as a national profound now what moment. The question is, where are we going to go from here? And I think of the moments that we have navigated, as, I've, as I have already mentioned, the shelter in place and this, this pressing moment where we're like, are we going to reacclimate? Are we going to re or are we going to recoil? And I am just encouraged that we are sitting in a room or standing in a room. I apologize. No chairs yet. <laughs> And we've got a church full of people that refuse to recoil but move forward to rescue those who have been robbed and need to be restored and repeat the purpose and their, their calling and the world around them. Can I hear an amen? So anyway, I could talk all day long about the now what moment, uh, but we talked just briefly last week about Noah and how he had a now what moment. He was in the ark for about 365 days. And if you could imagine that those doors were open and God called him to leave and that was his now what moment. And he had instructed Noah to do a specific thing, but Noah didn't do exactly what God told him. He did something that was better. The first thing Noah did was worship God. And it wasn't because God commanded him, but because that was what was in his heart. Can we that be that now what type of people? Can we be a people that in this moment say, you know what? We are committed to prayer. We're committed to worship, not because we have to, but because we get to. Man, that was a great opportunity to really be excited and really say amen with passion. And I know this is reacclamation, but can we be a person? Can we be a people? Can we be a church that worships? Not because we have to, but because we get to. 
That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So today, I want to lean into Judges chapter uh, 6, really. But let me tell you a little bit about the context. Uh, Judges is an interesting book, and that book is all about a bunch of judges, as it's called. But really, for us to understand it today, it's really about a bunch of people, uh, or a few individuals that were called to be commanders. They were not quite kings, and they weren't really judges the way we would view them, but they were people who are supposed to lead Israel through some of the trials. In, in Judges chapter 2, verse 16, it says, the Lord raised judges who rescued the nation. There was a group of people that were called the Midianites, and man, they were just like a thorn in the flesh uh, for the people of Israelite, the Israelites, and man, it was just like they were always uh, fighting against them. And this is the, this is the, the, the country, this is the nation that, that are giving the Israelites the biggest challenge and this is what was going to come against a guy named Gideon. I want to introduce you to Gideon. But before I do this, in Judges 3.15, it says, When people cried out, the Lord raised up for them a Savior. I didn't read that the way I probably should have. It should say like this. When the people cried out, then the Lord raised up for them a Savior. I mean, when was the last time that we honestly got on our knees and we began to ask God for deliverance? As Cordy had mentioned at the end of worship, that we are called to be a church that reaches out and, and, and honestly, for the sake of this city. I love how you said that, that we need to be a, a people that are willing to get on our knees and cry out and say, God, save this city, save our family, save this nation. See, I believe in the midst of a changing world that we are not to be passive, but we are to be people of prayer. Let me introduce you to Gideon, the commander, the Gideon, Gideon, the warrior, in essence. And Judges chapter six, verse eleven, it says, Gideon, "Gideon was threshing wheat, threshing wheat in the wine press to hide it from the Midianites." Okay, let me just say that again. Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to hide from the Midianites. Man, this is not the ideal commander. He's sitting there in a very small. Centralized, maybe not so much centralized location, hiding in his backyard, trying just to survive. I mean, come on, let's just be honest. Some of us, we just wanted to survive the last six months, me included. I mean, we were kind of like Gideon in some respect. I can, I can relate to him. And this is what happens is Gideon, uh, verse 12, it says, as he's hiding in essence to survive, verse 12, it says, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. <laughs> See, a man can hide from other men and other people. And you can sometimes hide from yourself. But you can never hide from God. As Gideon is hiding, hiding in the wine press, trying to survive, the Lord comes into his space and he reminds him that he is a warrior. He was hiding from himself. He was hiding probably from his calling and, and the Lord leans in and says this, yes, you are a warrior. See, I believe in inherit evil. I believe that, that yes, we all are prone to do some really bad things in life. But you know what God believes in? He believes that he has birthed goodness and greatness and possibility in every single one of our lives. And he leaned in to a man who was hiding and said, you are a warrior. So look at your neighbor and say, you are a warrior. Those people that are watching at home, you are a warrior. God believes in you. 
Verse 13, this is how Gideon responds. I love his honesty. He says, pardon me, my Lord, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Come on. I mean, this, I don't even need to preach. I could just read this and be done. I mean, I, I think I'm guilty. But why has this happened? The Lord, the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of the Midian, Midianites. Can I tell you this? It's just kind of an opinion, if I can be honest. I think sometimes we give the devil too much credit. And we need to stop blaming God. Sometimes I think we, we so naturally kind of lean into, well, yeah, the devil made the flat tire. Or I didn't get that parking spot. You blame God on, on whatever's going on in your scenario. Can I tell you that most things in life, I believe, are, are just basically cause and effect? And that the homes that we're living in right now are, are typically built by what we and we have done and the actions and the small steps that we have taken. Now, I know that's a gross over-exaggeration over, over and, and assuming that there are people that are, that are sitting in situations that, that aren't caused by them. But I think for the vast majority of us, we are sitting in a scenario that we've walked into. And I just want to say this is, is that God has not abandoned you. No matter if you've made your home or that home was made for you, that God is sitting here with us as we even complain about him. We complain about the enemy saying, I can't believe what's going on. See, Gideon was, was known for testing God. Gideon was known for looking for proof. Gideon was, was, was just a man that doubted quite a bit in himself and maybe even God. And in verse 14, it says, the Lord turned to him and said, go in strength, the strength of yours and save Israel from the Midian's hand. So think about it. God said, go in your strength and your hand and go save the Israelites. And see, God, God believes in us. He believes that Gideon is a warrior and I believe he believes that you are as well. And, and I believe that at the same time, God is super patient. Can I hear an amen? amen. That God is willing to wait. But in verse seven, and this is where I really want to get to today, is, is it, he leans into Gideon and he in essence says, hey, it's go time. You've tested, you've asked all those questions and that, that's okay, but this is the time for you to do what I've called you to do. And so verse two, Gideon has gathered 32,000 people to join his army. And now come on, that is a church plant. That is a launch. And he's sitting there and, and he brings these people and he, he seeks God and he leans into it. And, and it says this, Adonai, the Lord said to Gideon, there are too many people with you for me to hand the Midians over to them. Isn't that funny? Sometimes we're worried about the amount of people, but God worries about the right people. He said, because I don't want Israel to be able to boast against me and say this, we saved ourselves by our own strengths. That's the God we serve. And so he, in essence, he kind of breaks it down and he says, if anybody's anxious, let them go. You know how many people left that day? 22,000 people walked away from Gideon. Now that is church growth at its best. It's like, shoot, we'll miss you. And the, and the Lord leans back into Gideon and says, you still have too many people. Have them come down to the water and I will screen them for you. And it's an odd story. He, he in essence says, bring all the people to the water and watch how they drink. If they get on their knees and they begin to use their hands and drink, then maybe 
just let them go. But if they drink in a certain way, then they'll be on your team. They'll be a part of your army. And come on, let's just relate to him for a second. I mean, isn't that the like, like bummer moment for Gideon where he's like, no, come on, it wasn't 10,000. Isn't that going to do it? So imagine him sitting there praying to God, say, God, just like, please, 8,000. And then he starts seeing all these people do this action. He's like, okay, Lord, maybe 5,000. You know, maybe, maybe 1,000. And he breaks it and it comes down to 300. 300 men. He said, I will use 300 man who, men who lap the water to save you. And this is what I believe is Gideon's now what moment. I mean, what will he do? How, he'll, how will he respond? And again, I think mirroring our current scenario, no matter if you're gathering with us or you're scattered throughout the city, this is our now what moment. And I think we can learn something from Gideon. And this is what happens in verse nine. It says, Gideon, God instructed Gideon. He said, get up. Go down against the camp because I'm going to give you into, I'm going to give you them into your hands. In verse 10, it says, if you are afraid to go attack, then go down with your servant and you will gain courage. Again, I don't know if you're seeing what I'm seeing or reading or hearing what I'm, what I'm trying to get to, but this is the key. If you're afraid, then go with somebody. Come on, let's have a moment here. I mean, isn't it good to be here with somebody today? I mean, I know the couch is comfortable. I know our pajamas are fleece. For those that wear them. Come on, you missed those awkward moments. Come on. Some people just went offline right now. They're like, can't go to Echo Church. I read my mail. I mean, isn't it awesome that we serve a God says go fight but if you're still fearful then take someone to go with you I mean come on let's be all honest today we've been scared some of you dealt with anxious feelings coming into this place for the very first time like what are people going to think about me are they even going to remember my name am I going to get COVID but God leans into a warrior and he says but if you are afraid to attack go down with your servant and you will gain courage. Don't allow fear to cripple you. Take a step today. Get up, arise, be obedient with small things and invite someone with you. Come on, can I hear an amen? Because God is going to fight for you even when you're afraid. See, I believe that we need to hear this because you hear so much talk about how we need to cut down fear and we need to be instilled with faith. I want to to present a different perspective. Faith can exist with fear, but faith cannot exist without movement. Rochester, it's time to move. I'm not saying be stupid, 
I'm saying walk in wisdom, but it's time to grab someone alongside us and to refuse to socially distant, to maybe remain six feet apart, but to allow people back into your life because you've learned in the last six months that you cannot survive without someone cheering you on to go down to the camp and to begin to encourage you and to remind you that you are a warrior. That we are a warrior, that we're not called to recoil, but we are called to rescue. Here's the simple action. This is the step. If you're afraid, ask God to strengthen your hand. Would everybody raise their hand up here in the house today? The second is this, invite God to encourage you. For those that are watching online and you don't want to step back into Echo Church, then invite someone to watch it with you. See, I believe this is the Lord wants to do the work in you and you have to overcome that fear with simple action. And today we're doing that symbolically with our hands raised up. One, if we got coffee in one hand, then only one hand, it's good. But we're saying, Lord, we're gonna overcome our fear with a simple action today. And we're gonna say, Lord, use us as you did at some point. God, we're gonna acknowledge today that God, it's not done yet. You're not finished. That God, you have called us to bigger and to better and greater things. And the things that we've experienced in the last six months are only gonna propel us and become and help us become more effective in the kingdom of God and in the world around us, in the home, and say, Lord, use us, not because it's our strength, but because you have encouraged us. First John 4, 4 says this, you dear children are from God, and, and guess what, God, you can overcome the world, why? Because greater is what's within you than the, what's on the world outside you. You are a mighty warrior. And Jesus, today, we just pray for those that are watching online. We pray for those that are here in the midst of us. God, we just need that extra oomph. God, we need that extra hand. God, we need that extra encouragement. We need, to, we need your spirit to begin to fill us from the, the bottom of our feet to the top of our head to the place of overflow, God. Not so we're fulfilled, but because we, so we can pour into the world around us. God, I pray that you would help us do that in the world around us. God, you would help us do that in our heart first so that we would bleed over into our homes, God, that we would pour into our homes, that God, we'd be able to go to our work and be a voice of reason, a voice, a voice of faith, even in the midst of fear, God, a voice of encouragement, a, a voice of love and hope and joy. So Jesus, I just ask that you would begin to fill us up today. Use our hands, but encourage us in our hearts and our heads in Jesus' name. And everybody shouts. Today, I want to speak to those that are online and you're watching from the outside looking in and you're like, I don't know what it would mean to be encouraged by God. And I would say this, it first starts with inviting God into your heart, into your home, into your head, into your life. And Jesus God's son came to this earth to create a bridge. He lived amongst us. He felt the fear that we feel today. 
He feels the emotion. He felt the emotions that we feel. We, some of the reason and not so reasonable things that are in our head, he felt. And this man, like no other man in the world, decided to lay his life down for you so we could have a relationship with God. And we just want to invite you to pray this simple prayer to start a relationship with God. It's not the prayer that fixes everything, but what it does is invites you to take one step, take one simple action to be in a relationship with God. Echo Church, it's been a while as we've having gathered. You may or may not remember this prayer, but will you just pray this prayer with me today? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. And everybody said...
The days that I feel most beat up, Gideon is always the person that makes me feel like maybe I can do it. Like if you get a chance, I'm just gonna encourage you in your devotion time, maybe you've never opened your Bible, just read about Gideon a little bit and you're like, man, I got this. If that fool can figure this stuff out, then I can totally do what is right in front of me or this next thing or this next step. So I don't know about you guys, but this season has been challenging. I've been thinking about, there's a part of scripture that's challenged me a bunch during this season. And uh, the King James, a lot of us maybe have, have memorized in the, the old times of the idea of don't, don't, you know, don't, don't shrug off the fact that it's important to be together. And so I just read this in the message this morning, and I want to hear, I want to read this to you guys. So this is in Hebrews. This is Hebrews 10. By the way, if you're having trouble with your Bible reading at all, or you read it and you're like me sometimes, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Read the message. Totally makes more sense. Opens my eyes. So in Hebrews 10, verse like 23-ish, it says, let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out not avoiding worship together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. Now, if you're at home, this is not a judgment on you. Be worshiping together at home. Have somebody at your house. We are not meant to do life alone. You know, we've been serving around the city the last few weeks and doing some things community-wise. And uh, so I was talking with a guy and I was kind of engaging with him while we were serving. And then yesterday I was doing some, sir, you were doing some things, hanging out with him again. My wife showed me a picture of this family online. I'm like, who's that? She's like, that's Eric, the guy you were just hanging out with. And I had no idea because he had, you know, we were wearing our masks and he has a beard in his pictures. But we are meant to do life together with the mask in our lives. Like, don't worry about the, don't be afraid of stuff. Just engage. And now I know Eric has a beard. It's awesome. You know? She got so mad at me. She's like, how do you not know who this is? Like, you stood next to him for two hours. It just is what it is. Guys, I want you to notice. Now, if you're home right now, you notice the scenery's a little different, but we are in the Castle Community Center. That is something we should be celebrating. And I want to celebrate you guys. You guys, this is a big step of faith. This is a big step of faith for Andy and Christy. This is a big step. We need a God to move mountains to make something like this happen. And because of your faithfulness, you people in the room, you at home, your faithfulness financially, we could step out and do something like this. I am still amazed every single day that at a time where the world was so uncertain, you were faithful. You were faithful. And God's continued to do incredible things because of that. Now here at Echo, we give a couple different ways. You can give by texting uh, or you can give by going on our website and following the links. And we always encourage you, if you have the means and the opportunity, give. And know that God's going to do something through that. And if you don't and you have a need, if somebody in here has a need, reach out. We're here to walk with you and support you and encourage you. Now, if you prayed that prayer with Andy today, that prayer of surrender, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time, would you make sure and email the link? Would you make sure and reach out? Would you guys in this room, would you reach out? We want to walk with you. We want to support you and we want to encourage you. Echo, today is the start of something incredible and something new. So this week, ponder that, remember that. And I want to give you one encouraging story really quick to leave with. Yesterday, there was a group of us around, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw one of the, the people that's on staff here, and she was bawling. She was super upset, so I kind of worked my way over and found out that, we, that, that she had just heard some terrible news about a family member health-wise. 
I mean like terrible news, like really dire news. We were all like it just heavy and people started praying and people started interceding and just were just, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I just want to tell you, the person we were praying for yesterday is here today and all is good. And I know that might not be your health journey right now that you could say that, but just know we serve a God that's, that's with us. He is serving us. He is, he's, he's coming alongside us to bring us to this next step. So Echo, have an amazing week. We love you so much.